Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 The Youth Hour. For the youth. By the youth. On 91.3 FM Stereo. رفيش راح لصدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقلة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته from me Diria Abrahams your host on our program Youth Hour Learning to Lead on VOC 91.3 I am excited to presenting such an entertaining and informative Youth Hour show today you can call us on 021-442-3530 or send us an SMS on 47913 to voice any opinions and get in on today's conversation Coming up on the show, we'll look at what's trending, which is an extremely close topic to my heart and the millions around the world. So do stay tuned for that. And the hot topic we are going to be unpacking and shedding some light on all hour is that of the booming franchise that is Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, you heard me correctly. So yes, it is extremely controversial at the moment, but it's important to address these issues, straighten out the confusion and bring much needed guidance to it, inshallah. But for now, we go straight into what's trending. As I've said, the trending topic broke my heart and many worldwide. I'm talking about the ever-famous and tragic Chapel Hill shooting. For those who do not know, it was an execution-style murder shooting of three exceptional young innocent Muslim college students just going about their day in North Carolina this week. It was the murder of a young married couple of six weeks and the wife's younger sister. Lots of people are confused as to why Ummah is making such a big deal out of this, subhanAllah. But the main reason is because none of the mainstream media had not even the slightest whisper of this tragic event. This tragedy went viral in seconds, blowing up the social networking sites with hashtags such as hashtag Chapel Hill shootings, hashtag Muslim lives matter, hashtag all lives matter and hashtag our three winners. It also brought about many vital quotes such as I guess murder is only newsworthy if Muslims are behind the gun instead of in front of it. And the classic picture that made a Muslim, made by a Muslim designer of the silhouettes of the victims that made everybody cover page and display pictures in solidarity for the Shaheeds. The death of these three exceptionally beautiful Muslims, Daya, Yuza and Razan, by the hands of a man named Craig Hicks, brought many a youth to the reality of Islamophobia and it is being called a hate crime. The biggest realization this brought about is that of the amazing lives these Shaheeds led. For those who don't know, the male victim, Daya, was in third year dentistry and had started a personal charity project for Syrian dental care. The young and ever stunning wife, Yuza, mashallah, was going to be enrolling into dentistry this year with her husband and the younger sister, Razan, was a very talented and kind-hearted young girl studying architecture. I say these backgrounds because stories, because these stories of these amazing people and the amazing lives that ended in cold blood brought immense inspiration to the entire Ummah and taught the great lesson of what, am I, what life am I leading or who will I be remembered as and what, ta- tra- what legacy am I leaving behind. As the personal experiences broadcasted by the family and friends were heartbreaking, were heartbreaking and nothing but inspirational to all. By saying all of this, I still feel as if I'm failing at relaying the exceptional lives, so I suggest everyone do what you do best and research these martyrs, for they will indeed change your life. Speaking about legacy leaving, Daya, the male victim, Syrian Syrian Dental Care Relief Project gained over $200,000 in one hour of his death and it is climbing as we speak rapidly, subhanAllah. 
So yes, look up their lives, spread the word of the Ummah's oppression, reflect on the important lessons and make to for their families and friends. May they gain the honor of martyrdom. May we all change for the better and aspire to their accomplishments, inshallah. That concludes this week's What's Trending, all about the Chapel Hill shootings, the victims' amazing lives and the change they brought about and the disgusting lack of media coverage of this tragedy. You are now going for some ads, so don't move a muscle. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah and welcome back. I am your host, Diria Abrams, on our show today, Youth Hour, Learning to Lead on VOC 91.3. That was a clip um, before the break read by a young Muslima all about Valentine's Day. And so, yes, it was um, in the spirit, but and it was previously played. But uh, And I did promise we are going to play a clip by Alia Adams on her thoughts of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey book. But inshallah we'll get that sorted out. But right now we are taking it to the professionals and that is Dr. Yasin Ali who is a clinical psychologist and a motivational expert, alhamdulillah, on the show with us today. Assalamu alaikum and shukran a million for joining us today. Assalamu alaikum. Well, and Jazakallah for having me on your show. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, Shikran so much for joining. Um, uh, doctor, give us a brief introduction to the daily reality of sex-related behavior in society and in particular in South Africa. Okay, so, so one of the biggest issues I think that we need to understand when we talk about sex-related behavior in South Africa or generally is that we have healthy versus unhealthy behavior. And given the fact that the topic today is on Mr. Gray, yes. um, I would have to say that, you know, um, there is a component of unhealthy sexual behavior mm. that, that seems to be taking over. Um, especially among the youth, and we see this with regards to an escalation in abuse, in the abuse statistics, as well as the rape statistics that we do have. Yes, true. Um, so what are the factors that will determine how adolescents re- relate to sexuality? Well, you know, there are so many factors that come into place. Uh, firstly, we, you know, we cannot underestimate or underplay the influence of the environment. Yes. Um, and with the environment, we talk about, um, you know, family systems and the background that you grow up within. Because yes. what you are exposed to as a child and what you see around you almost becomes your reality. Mm. But a very factor that seems to be taken over, and it's a factor that I'm um, very passionate about understanding, and is it's the one about um, media and the mm. influence media has um, on the perception yes. and the and beliefs that young people are adopting. Yes. So me as a So what changes normal sexuality into abnormal sexual behavior? I think it's, it's all about the affirmation and the reinforcement that the individual would receive from those around them and what that particular behavior actually performs. So for a lot of people, and then for example with Mr. Grace from from Pussy Shade, yes. um, there was that, that component of, of power mm. and the need to establish control over women. And, and in that respect, when an individual feels um, that violating the rights of another sexually gains yes. them um, their needs, then yes. that behavior actually becomes justified. Yeah, sure. Um, so how does reading a book or watching a movie like Fifty Shades of Grey impact on teens or the youth's mind? It has a major impact mm. on, on teenagers and the adolescents' mind. Yes. Um, because what you see in media is portrayed as being acceptable. And because Mr. Gray is doing it and it's become such a fashionable thing to do. I mean, yes. the song, for example, has been released worldwide. And I know for a fact that it has been sold out in cinemas 
across the world. And, and the biggest issue about this is that because everyone is seeing it, because it is high fashion, mm -hmm. um, and because it is famous, yeah. um, people want to understand why it's famous. And we all have this need to be part of, of what is in as opposed to being part of the outgroup. So yeah. if, for example, tomorrow purple hair becomes um, the latest fashion trend, um, it, it follows that everyone will, you know, a lot of teenagers, a lot of people will actually start making their purple because that is what is considered True. to be acceptable and impressionable. Yes, yes. yeah. Um, so how do unrealistic books like Fifty Shades of Grey or other popular teen books like Vampire Diaries encourage physical violence and domination impact society? You know, it, it, in, in many ways, in, in, in many, many ways, it, it, um, it uh, establishes the need for, for young people to, or it actually justifies it. Um, because, mm. for example, with Vampire Diaries, mm. um, they don't talk about violence directly, but it is um, related to the vampires. Yes. And it's in, in such a sexy way that everyone wants to be one. Yeah. Um, and this way is therefore when they are being violent or aggressive, it almost justifies that, you mm. know, they have to defend themselves. Um, and then you, if you speak to many youth uh, or young, especially teenage girls, yeah. you ask them what are their perceptions or are the expectations in relationships, and I promise you that a lot of them would speak to factors that they have picked up from the media, mm. whether it's vampire diaries, um, whether it's the many diaries, whether it is gossip girl, yeah. um, and now the Fifty Shades of Grey as well. Yeah. It is very worrying because uh, the lead character, Mr. Grey, actually takes advantage um, over um, a, a female that he's in a relationship with sexually, where yes. he uh, dominates and controls her sexually. And it's worrying because, it, you know, it sends the message out to many girls and, yes. and to women that, you know what, when you're in a relationship, these are the things that you should expect. Mm, true. <laughs> so why does Doctor think there's such a big hype around it? Around you know, I, I think that, Yeah, I, I think it's because it touches on a very sensitive topic mm. and it touches specifically on a topic that not many people have had the courage to at least speak about openly. Yeah. Um, and obviously, this is something that takes place behind closed doors. Um, and now, with, with you know, the advent of, of these films and movies and, you know, Western society becoming so open, um, mm. issues of sexuality and deviant sexual behavior is actually being portrayed a lot more openly. Yes. So even if you look at, for example, a lot of the music videos that have been coming out recently, um, there's a lot of, um, you know, nudity yes. and pornography that is portrayed in such a, and, and forgive my use of the word, sexy way. No, that true, even, yeah. if even if it is violent or going against the rights of women, um, you know, for example, in some of the music videos, uh, some of the, the, uh, the musicians hardly have any clothing. But because they make it seem that this is the latest thing, yes. um, people don't question it at all. It's the same thing with, M with Mr. Gray. Um, because, yeah, in, in this particular film, um, because it has not been done or covered in this particular manner before, it has become extremely popular because it's now become the latest love story of this. Yes, yeah. So the book is more graphical than the movie. Um, what does Doctor think about the book being so out in the open and free for all? You know, it, it, there, there is two sides to the debate. On the one level, um, a book that is less open provides yeah. the context for many people who don't have um, insight to, to such activities to actually learn about it. Yeah. Um, so the argument is that if, if there is a book about, for example, drug abuse, 
Um, and in the book, they detail how to use certain drugs or substances, etc. And if you read the book, you gain that knowledge. Therefore, um, you have at your disposal a yes. means to, to go ahead and, and use those drugs, um, just as an example, right? But on the other level, um, you know, or these books being so freely open and available to teenagers, to anyone, mm-hmm. literally, um, provides the context for people to actually learn, um, yeah. you know, to become aware of the fact, to educate sure. yourself. That, um, you know, in certain contexts, certain types of behaviors are just not acceptable, regardless of how fashionable or how popular it may seem. And given the fact that in Islam, um, specifically, we have very strict rules um, regarding the expression of our sexualities and our sexual behavior, I think it's very important for um, you know, for parents um, with teenage daughters, with teenage sons, um, to allow them the opportunity to, uh, to to gain such an education, because that's the only way we won't fall into the trap of you know just taking on what what the world says um, as being fashionable and being popular. We will true. be able to stimulate our own opinion about them. That's true. So addictions are very common amongst youth, including sexual addictions. How can we identify and help the youth with sexually uh, addictive behavior? Okay, so with any behavior that mm-hmm. is, and, and you're talking about addiction and addictive behavior, anything could be an addiction. Yes. Um, a lot of people have an addiction to coffee or to um, cigarette smoking or to clothing or to shoes, whatever it may be. Um, you know, it, the big point is that if it causes a disruption in your life, if you cannot stay away from the behavior and uh. if not engaging in that behavior actually causes some sort of conflict or anxiety, then it should raise a particular red flag for you. Yeah. So what does um, Dr. think about the explicit nature of the film? And, I mean, it's going to be so accessible for any viewer. Mm. Yeah, the explicit nature. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, this actually just goes down to um, of, um, the role that parents do play in the lives of their children. Uh, yeah. um, it's very, very important. I, I keep coming back to this point, that as much as the world progresses, our parents need to progress with the world. Because if our parents understand um, that there's something called 50 shades of grey and what mm. it is all about, um, then teenagers can't just say to their parents, oh, we're going to the movies to watch a film. Yes. What film are you going to watch? Where are you going? What are you thinking about? Um, so it's about educating your... Um, uh, parents need to be educated. It's about just opening yourself up to understanding that the world has changed and is continuously changing. And unless we allow ourselves to, to understand this changing world, um, then we will lose our youth forever. That is true. So, um, speaking about parents and the older generation, what does Doctor does Doctor think the older generation and the people are um, overreacting over this, or no? <laughs> yeah, this is a good question to answer because um, just a few days ago. Um, I was discussing this interview with a few colleagues of mine, yes. and, and with them as well. We've all read the book. Um, we we all understanding of, of what the you know the book entails, yes, and yes. and some of us had a positive reaction to it, while others were completely ah, against it. Okay. Uh, yes. sure. so, so they are, and, and the reason why um, you know there was a positive response is also though um, it's about time people actually start uh, talking about such. Um, sexual behaviors or addictions or problems or abuses or whatever it may be in a very open way. But the flip side to that is that 
um, the more we talk about it, it's how we talk about it. Yes. And, and Mr. Gray and, and the way he is portrayed, um, it, it's almost as though he has become very sexy and people want to True. find, especially mm. they want to find their own Mr. Gray. Uh. So, they, you know, so there is a positive and there is a negative. Um, I just feel um, that the reaction from the world um, will depend on their religious and cultural background. And as, as, as Muslim individuals in the Muslim community, it's very important for us that as much as we may be against um, the expression of such behaviors, um, mm-hmm. we need to allow ourselves um, to be open enough to understand that it does exist out there. And unless we are open to that exploration, yes. um, and, you know, our teenagers, our adolescents, uh, even, even elderly individuals or mm-hmm. kids, and if they keep the hidden, then there's no way that we can change those behaviors. True. So I've got so much to ask, but the last question I've got to ask is, what is doctors' advice to the youth and parents of the kids with regards to this explicit broadcasting? You know, with regards to explicit broadcasting, well, first of all, with explicit broadcasting, I would suggest that um, parents and teenagers, are, you know, and the kids, learn yeah. how to effectively communicate with each other. Yes. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, because I can't have this conversation with my, with my father or my mother either. Yeah. But just, you know, the, the element of understanding that there is something out there. Yes. You know, it's not a sexual We don't have to go into the details of mm. the, with our parents. But the moment we have, or with our kids, but the moment we have that understanding, um, you know, from the parents' side, I know there will be major limitations that come across. Or, or the rules. And I had a conversation with my mom not too long ago mm-hmm. um, about the topic, and she said to me that, you know, straight out, um, Yaksin, this is, you know, um, as, as a Muslim, we can do certain things and we can't do certain ah, things. True. Yeah. Yeah, even though she didn't know the context of what it was, um, I was looking at the Islamic paradigm. Yeah. If we have that communication, um, then we can understand what is going on a lot deeper. And if we understand what is going on, then we can attempt to think. Yes, true. Shukran a million to Dr. Yasin Ali, a clinical psychologist and motivational expert, for shedding much-needed light on today's topic that is Fifty Shades of Grey and the whole franchise and what the impact on youth it has. Shukran so much, Doctor, for joining us. You are more than welcome. Us. And if there's additional questions that you have for me, I think we'll take it on the side after the show. Okay, sure. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. We are now going for an ad break and we'll be back right after this. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 The Youth Hour. For the youth. By the youth. On 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah from me, Julia Abrams, your host on today's program, Youth Hour, a Learning to Lead. We are going to see some personal opinions from uh, personal opinions from young ladies on the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise a bit later. And we have just finished speaking to um, Dr. Yasin Ali, who is a clinical psychologist who shaded some much-needed light on the psychological effects and the impact it has on youth. Um, and now we are taking it to Sheikh Mohammed West. He will be joining us now, answering also some questions on the Fifty Shades of Grey movie and what it has to do with Islam. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam. Sheikh, the movie Fifty Shades of Grey has been released like globally today and the book has taken the world by storm, as Sheikh knows. Um, why do we need to raise and address these kind of topics? 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم، بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم، الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله Yes, um, we obviously, you know, we, we have to be aware of what's happening in the world and we look at the things that uh, affect us as, as, you know, as individuals, we look at what's affecting us as, as, as our children and we live in a time where um, maybe in the past it was easier for us to just insulate and keep our, our kids, keep ourselves away from the fitna. Of course, we live in an age where that's not, that's not possible. So the, the responsible thing to do and the, 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 the place we find ourselves is that we need, to, um, we need to address these things and explain to, 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 to our kids, to ourselves even, what is right, what is wrong, why is it right, why is it wrong, and what does Islam say about these kind of things. And so we all know, I mean, I don't think there's a debate whether it's, it's permissible or impermissible, it's clearly haram to watch, clearly haram to read, but we should never ask them why. And we live in a time where young people, they want to know why, and they want you to explain yes. to them why, and, and, and that is really where we are. So Allah is after all the creator of human beings and human sexuality. Can Sheikh please tell us um please tell us what is sexuality and in particular what is sexuality in Islam? So um sexuality and I'm sure the psychologist would have probably given a, a, a more clinical definition yes, to what yeah. sexuality is. But broadly speaking, I mean it's 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 your your sexual dynamic. That as people yes. we've got our intellect, we've got um our physical side and we've got a sexual side, we're sexual beings as yeah. well. So it's it's our desires, it's our preferences, it's our uh, fantasies and I mean how we act on those things. Um and, and this, uh, you know, it's part of us. And the question is uh, how did Islam view this? How did Islam view sex and the mm. desires and, and the emotions that we have? And then if you look at Islam, and for today's time, you would say it's very progressive, it's very realistic, um, it, it makes a lot of sense. This is in today's time, from 1,400 mm. years ago, it's revolutionary. Islam's uh, uh, view of, of sexuality is that it, it's nothing wrong, it, it, it's, it's normal, mm. it's part of being human. In fact, it's something good, it's something Allah has given you, um, it's part of who you are, it's not something to be shunned or to, to, to be ashamed of. But like every other privilege Allah has given you, everything that Allah has given us, it's how we use that and how we act on it. And there are boundaries that Allah says you can do as anything that you want. You can enjoy as much as you want. And, and in fact, Allah rewards you for, for, for enjoying yourself. But then there are the boundaries which may not be crossed. So it's the same as eating or drinking or wearing clothing. Do as much as you want, enjoy as much as you want, but know that there are things that you cannot do. And so Islam is very progressive and very um, realistic in saying that don't be ashamed about the side of you. Allah put it there for a reason. And so that, that's Islam's perspective broadly. Yeah, sure. Um, how do we link humankind's purpose in life, which is to worship Allah, to the act of procreating, which is an ibadah? Yes, so, um, and, and this again goes back to the question you just asked. Yes. Islam, so Islam doesn't only see uh, um, sexuality and, and the act of sex as something, a biological imperative purely for reproduction. It's not something that you do, you eat just for the sake of surviving and yeah. for you to get married and have, uh, you know, uh, uh, engage in sexual activities that you can, you know, further the, the race. That's part of it, of course. But Islam mm-hmm. is a lot deeper than that. When Allah speaks about in the Quran and the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu it speaks about love, it speaks about intimacy, it speaks about enjoyment and fulfillment that the husband is, uh, is upon his wife and the rights of the wife. Part of it is sexual gratification. Uh, uh, so, and, and this is, this is you know, the beautiful hadith that we all know, and if you haven't heard the hadith, you're probably going to have the same shocked expression like the Sahaba had when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi that um, you will be rewarded. The Sahaba basically complained to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi that, you know, the rich people, they've, they've got Jannah, because yeah. we pray and they pray, we fast, they fast, and they get to give charity, and we can't give charity. Uh. So the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, 
even having intercourse with your wife is an act of charity and you'll be rewarded. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Yeah. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Like, you mean, Ya Rasulullah, and they, they want to repeat and they say, yeah. you mean, if I'm with my wife, I was rewarding for me into an act of worship. It's like, when I think of worship, I think of salah, fasting. Yeah. Allah is going to give me a reward for that. And Nabi and he explains it in a very logical way. Listen to the explanation of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says, look, if you commit intercourse in a haram way, will you not punish? So he says, if you do it in a halal way, should you not be rewarded? Uh, and this okay. is exactly, yeah. this, is, this is the beauty. And so it's mean the authentic hadith, it's well-known hadith. And if yeah. you get into the first half, you'd be quite surprised. Yes, and that is sure. the message from this Islam, that Allah has given you enjoyment in the dunya. Hmm. Enjoy it. In a correct way, you get the reward for enjoying it on earth, the enjoyment of eating, the enjoyment of being with your wife. And on top of that, you get rewarded for following the way in which Allah has prescribed for you. And that is an ibadah. So therefore, getting married. And, and therefore, we know that the, the person who lives a celibate life, people came to Nabi Sassam and said, I want to be celibate. I, I don't want to get married. Huh. I want to devote myself to ibadah. Nabi huh. Sassam said, this is not my way. This is not my sunnah. Oh, you, should okay. get you should enjoy yourself. This is what life is all about. And Islam is a way to life. Sure, subhanAllah. Um, so, Sheikh, Islam prevents um, complete rejection and suppression of the sexual instincts as it goes against basic human nature. And we know the response to human sexuality is marriage. Um, Sheikh, please tell us more acts of suppression of our nafs. On, on what is that to marriage? Yeah, uh, yes. yes yeah. So, as I said... Uh, the, the, the key with what, what Islam says is you've got these desires, nothing wrong with it. You have it, have fantasies, have your preferences. It's absolutely fine, but it's how you practice it. And this is even a privilege. Use those privileges, seek the enjoyment, but do so in a manner which is permissible to Allah. And the limitations Allah has set is, of course, all of this in the framework of nikah. Mm. And once you get married, and, and that's why, you know, marriage and a, Part of marriage, we don't want to talk about the rights of a husband in terms of financial rights and the rights of the yeah. wife. It's a, it's a physical, sexual aspect. In fact, nikah, the purpose of nikah, if you look at the root word of nikah, mm. it, is to, it is to fulfill this aspect of, of, of nature. But this is the reality okay. we have, and, 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 it, and therefore, a, 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 a marriage, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the hadith, example, one on hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that, you know, a name, it, it's bad, you shouldn't come to your wife like an animal, you should, you should proceed, or, or, or before you begin the act, have full play with words and, 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 and kisses. Okay. It's not just, it's not just, it's not just a act for procreation. Yes. It should be enjoyment, and it should be, and the dua before you perform the act, so Islam is a very a beautiful way of viewing mm. And of course, this beauty and the love that Allah speaks about closer than a garment, all of it comes through nikah. So that's the first step. Nikah comes first, and then you can have, you know, as I said last week, Valentine's Day, and yes. every day, every day, every day, every night, that's fine. But in the parameters of nikah. Yes, true. So, um, Sheikh, just tell us more about the acts of suppress- suppressing our nafs um, before marriage. Yeah, so obviously... As I said, we as Muslims, we don't believe in celibacy. Mm. It's not something that you should do. Yes. But obviously, you can only fulfill this desire within, uh, within a marriage context. Yes. So outside of Nikah, and, and this is where 
when the Nabi Sallam encourages nikah at a young age, the minute you start, you start feeling, the minute you start feeling, uh, uh, you know, you're of an age where you have desires yes. and uh, inclinations, mm-hmm. then you should get married. And um, and Nabi Sallam encourages this for his young people. Oh, yeah, oh, youth! If you want, for those of you able to get married, get married because this is safer and better for you. And if you can't do it, if you, if you can't have nikah, then you need to you need to suppress that mass through fasting through. Through, through, through self-control. Yes, true. So, um, is the um, is there a sad irony that Islam is often criticised for its perceived control of women, yet the world glorifies a book and eagerly anticipates this film that is based on objectifying, humiliating, and dominating? Yeah, yeah this is one of the strange uh, realities that we live in a way. That which is good is, is portrayed as being ugly and yes, bad and, yeah. and condemned. And that which is bad, we know it's bad, but it's glorified. I mean, if you look at, if you look, I haven't read the book, but I spent some time reading the synopsis, reading what yes. a lot of even non-Muslims have said about this book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about a, 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 a man, a dominant person, entering into a contract with a, a very submissive, very yes. inferior, self-conscious individual. And, I mean, the contract is you need to perform the, the man's sexual desires. And if you don't, I physically punish you. Mm-hmm. And the closest link I can think of is what you see happening in ISIS, where that yes. slaves. That is exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And when you look at is- the Islamic perspective, Islam says, you know, it, it agrees, it confirms, as women, you have your rights and your desires, and, things, and women complain to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and my needs as a woman is not being fulfilled. Islam allows you to look both, you when you enter and kaf, you enter, you both give your consent, you are an equal for things, you both put your your requirements down, and you ask now, what is more beautiful than that? Mm-hmm. Where you have both yeah. entering into a contract, it's on your terms, you say, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is what you want, you need. We find a common ground, both of us, we are happy, mm-hmm. both of us are pleased, we both move forward together as a team. This is what Nikah is, and, and, and for that to be painted as this, to be painted as liberation, sure. I think it's something wrong with, with, yes. with us or society as in general. Exactly true. Um, for the last question, Sheikh, um, what is Sheikh's advice to the youth and parents of God or guardians of these kids with regards to explicit broadcasts such as the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise? Uh, well, as parents, we really need to be. I mean, uh, for me, what is what is sad is a few years ago, we, you know, people would have asked, you know, is watching TV haram? Is mm. is, is music haram today it's open pornography yes, um, yeah. people know it's haram mm-hmm. and they you know they're on facebook and they are twittering and they are you know, proud i'm going to to watch and participate and be involved in this i mean yeah. for me it's, it's sad that this is with people before when they would watch pornography uh, we always you know would, would uh, direct these conversations to young boys they would do so shame in, in, in a corner shamefully without anyone knowing now we are, you know we're proud about it and we we, we feel it's okay Okay, and this is the worrying thing that, that, that as parents, you know, we need to set the example. Um, we need to explain to our kids, as I said in the beginning, we live in a time which it's not so simple to say this is wrong and it's haram and don't do it. Yes, explain yes. to our kids why and have mm-hmm. those conversations. Yes. And if we're not equipped to have those conversations, and that means we as parents lack the knowledge, and we need to go and seek the knowledge ourselves and, oh, yeah. and, and explore mm-hmm. these things ourselves. And um, we should not, I mean, problems manifest themselves later on in life. So yes, when kids start having bad habits, yeah. they expose to bad material. Mm. That's, and I'm sure the psychologists mentioned this. Yes, it affects yeah. them later on in life in their relationships, yeah, yeah. entering into abusive relationships, entering into uh, yeah. marriages that, that, that can't succeed. Because 
we didn't take the precautions up front. Exactly. Yeah. It's the role of our parents, mm-hmm. our teachers. It's a tough time, a difficult job, but inshallah, so shukran a million to Sheikh Muhammad West for shedding so much light, needed light on today's topic that is Fifty Shades of Grey and uh, its teachings and what Islam's advice and teachings are. Shukran so much, Sheikh, for joining us and giving of your time. Shukran so much. We are just going to go for a few ads and we'll be back, inshallah. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 The Youth Hour. For the youth. By the youth. On 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah from me, Duriya Abrahams, your host on our program, Youth Hour Learning to Lead. Yes, we've just wrapped up that insightful interview with our professionals on today's main topic, that is Fifty Shades of Grey, with the clinical psychologist Dr. Yasin Ali and Sheikh Mohammed West. And we are now going to take a listen to the youth's blunt and honest opinion and thoughts on this booming franchise. This is an interview I done when I asked a couple of young Muslim ladies, like you and I of all ages, on their thoughts on the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. Enjoy and try not to crack up too much by the super relatable responses. It is also a wrap from me, so I hope you enjoyed the show. The audio will be loaded on our website. Comments may be sent to my producer, which is Zulfa B at vocfm.co.za. A gigantic enormous shikran to my producer and technicians for making this so much fun and easy. Alhamdulillah. From me, Diria Abrahams, enjoy the much-needed weekend. Take care and remember, go the extra mile. It's never crowded. Enjoy the clip and wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa so I've got four ladies here that are going to be discussing the Fifty Shades of Grey movie and the books, which is the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. Ladies, what is your opinion on the overall movie and franchise and the books? Um, I think the overall, my, my overall opinion is that, um, okay, even everybody thinks of Fifty Shades, I think of... Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, like the intercourse and yes, things yeah, like that. Yes, the explicit nature of it. And then, uh, but otherwise, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice book, like, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I like the storyline behind it, but um, when it came to those yeah. ones, you know, it was like a whole 20, 30 pages. Okay, you know? sure, yeah. So that's, that's kind of Okay, so. so what do you think, what is your overall opinion about the opinion, I'm actually sorry, you have to have between the first and the second book, I think it's, it's, a, it's a very nice book and um, besides all the um, sexual content, yeah. I think there's a great story behind it yeah. and um, I would advise people to read it but if they're not, it will encourage them to read it but not yeah. the sexual part of Okay, okay. what do you think about the explicit nature of the film? Um, how it's the explicit nature, it is very graphic and yeah. probably to some people it, it would be like too much to handle. Yeah. But also, like you get worse movies than those like scenes, yeah. like the intercourse part. Yeah. Scenes is so like um like the American Pie movies and yeah. um series exactly. and all that. Exactly. It's it's basically the same thing. It's if just. Have a Great movie, and all the series we ever watched. Yeah. Also, um, Fifty Shades is probably just more in depth of other movies. Like other movies are shot briefly, yeah. and, uh, but Fifty Shades are shown in depth and in, in, yeah. in detail. 
And what do you think about this type of movie being so accessible to the younger viewers? Um, I'm sure you can get illegal downloads and yes. you can watch at the cinema, go undercover and watch the movie. Okay, I would say that it's very bad for younger viewers because they think it's okay. Yeah. And at a young age, you'll just like start doing things. And I mean, it's already happening out there. Yes. But also, like, if you go to the movies to watch it, they don't actually check your age to see exactly. like, if you're this age, that age, if you yeah. watch it or not. So the book is more graphical than the movie. What do you think about the book being so out in the open and free for all? Um, I think it's kind of, okay, not too ridiculous, but that's, in the, that's the world that we live in today. Like, you can yeah. go on the internet and you can search anything. Anything. You can get True. anything. True. Because now that, now that, now, now our, generation, yeah. our generation is yeah. very technical, so they will find a way exactly. to get the movie or the book. So why do you think there's such a big hype around it? I mean, it's literally the only thing anybody, everybody's talking about. It's because um, it's been like really popular with all the um, people talking about it. And eventually, once something's popular, then everyone wants to read it. Yeah. It's over all the central, um, social network now, yeah. and it's quite famous. So that's yeah. what I think. It's basically like the trend. It's not yeah. really, maybe they're not really interested in the actual book. Yeah. They just want to read it because everyone else is reading Yes, it. exactly. And it's coming out on Valentine's yes. Day, so that is just another excuse to go watch it. Yes. Uh, what do you think the negative effects of this movie is going to be on anybody, not even younger viewers exclusively, just anybody? Mostly the. Um why people are saying now of the movies because of the sexual process. Yeah. But that's, that's the only thing. But besides that, there is still a good story. Now. Yeah. So the negative effects would probably be. Um, would you think they would think about it now and yes, introduce to it at a younger age? They would, um, they would be more. They are more exposed to. Um, uh, to, be, to become sexually active yeah. at a younger age. And. Um, yeah. So, what is your take on Islam and this type of franchise? Wow. <laughs> um, I don't think, like, we spoke to a teacher and yeah. he said it's not, it's, um, you can do whatever you want to do, but, you know, between you and your husband, you yes. So, Islamically, like you say, you're not supposed to have, you know, family yeah. whatever, but, yeah. Um, well, like generally watching it, not even just doing the, the explicit acts that they show, just generally watching and reading the book, what do you think Islam would say about that? Obviously they would say it's haram, don't watch it, it's yeah. okay. But you know, whatever we watch nowadays, that is quite normal. Please. Really yeah. watch. So I'd say that I would watch it, but I wouldn't go to the extent of doing it. So that's it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it gives us expectations that no man can meet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so too high and we will have um, we'll go into our future marriages with that. Yeah. Uh, so do you think the explicit nature of this film fuels your nafs and nafs are like your desires? Do you think this content will fuel your nafs? Your desire? Uh, I think I think it will because um, in the book it really it shows different things in the book, so yeah. I think it does. It does introduce you to a lot yes. of different things. Do you think the graphic content overshadows the apparent cute, deep story behind it? Yes, it does, because nobody focuses on the story behind 
dull social yeah. scenes that just focus on that like yeah. some people probably just buy the to read that part or yes. I'm not sure but I think it's true. true. Yeah. I mean the book is mostly portrayed as in sexual scenes and not many people are going to focus on the fact that he actually cares about her and she actually cares about yeah. her. So do you think the older people are overreacting? Do you think the grannies and the moms are overreacting about you reading the book or going near it or watching the movie? Um, I would say it's dependent on your age. Yeah. So if you're like under 12, obviously that's ridiculous that you yeah. read this book right now. But like, I would say if you're like 15, 16, 17 onwards and you're busy reading this book, it's more like a lesson to you and it teaches you more about like the outside world. True. Do you think the old people are overreacting? Yes, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> because like like she said, you need to be mature to read the book. Like, yes. If you see a word that you know, yeah. like a, you know, yeah. that kind of word, I mean, obviously you're going to freak out and be like, yeah. oh my god, she said that exactly. and he said yeah. that. So I think it's all to do with your maturity level. Yes. And obviously the grannies are watching Bold and Beautiful, but they're overreacting about this. What do you think? Do you think they are overreacting? I don't think they're overreacting because um, <clears throat> it is wrong for young young children to read the book, but everyone is reading it, so they should get to the time. Thank you so much, ladies. Uh, let's see where this takes us, inshallah. She can so much. of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape.